Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, yo! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show online. My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at TexasFootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She's Ashley Pickle. Howdy. How are you? Good. Yeah. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. <laughs> Happy Friday. That's definitely what day it is. Um, today is Friday, June 19th. You'll love a good Friday, man. You'll love to see it. <laughs> June 19th, 2020, 160 days till Thanksgiving. Episode 891. 891. This is the Nick Solak episode. Solak. Nick Solak. Yes. Nick Solak. This is 100% true. Yes. Uh, my son has been to one baseball game. Mm-hmm. Nick Solak hit cleanup for the Rangers in that in that game. So Would you, you look go. at that? There you go. There's your Nick Solak fun fact today. Um, do we've no? I guess we don't have first four through the door. Yeah, my computer's acting up on this Friday. On this Friday, this and we're definitely lovely. not re- we're definitely not recording this early. <laughs> Wink. So yeah. On today's show, friends. We are going to uh, hear from uh, the uh, Dr. Troy uh, Smurava. Sm- you got to say it for me. Smurava. 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 Ah, like you're, that's Smurava. how they describe it to me, like a dentist. Smurava. Smurava. Yeah. Smurava. Okay. Dr. Troy Smurava. <laughs> I'm going to get it, I promise. Of the uh, Children's Health Andrews Institute for uh, Director of Sports Medicine. Uh, we're going to hear from him. Uh, Pickle had a great conversation with him a little bit earlier in the back half of the show. The granddaddy of them all. We will unveil the top 10 of the Class 6A rankings in Dave Campbell's Texas football. You do not want to miss that. And of course, let me take this opportunity to tell you about this magazine. TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. It's the only way to get it right now. Yes. Literally, literally the only way to get it right now. It is not That's not stores. true. You could steal it from somebody. But let's just not, you know? Like the only legal way kind. the only legal way to get this <laughs> is to become a Dave Campbell's Textable Insider Textable.com slash subscribe. I've been getting people asking when's it gonna be on newsstands. It's not gonna be on newsstands until like first week in July. And so if you want it before then you do because you're watching this show. Become a Dave Campbell's Textable Insider Textable.com slash dork. subscribe. Yes. And you're thirsty for football. Yep. I know because I'm one of you and yes. I'm thirsty for football. And I've already seen the magazine. 
way too much. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. A couple days ago, Pickle had a great conversation with the director of sports medicine for the Children's Health Andrews Institute. Uh, it is Dr. Troy Smurava. Let's go. Did I get it? Let's go. I want to say that's right. It's good. Uh, great conversation. Talked about uh, things as far as uh, uh, keeping athletes healthy uh, in these times. Uh, here is... Uh, Pickles, uh, Pickles' conversation with Dr. Uh, Dr. Troy Smurava. Smur- Golly. <laughs> Smurava. Smurava. Dr. Troy Smurava. I'm going to start the video so that you can save yourself. This is going great. I'm textual today. <laughs> so anytime an athlete takes an extended time away from training and play, like recovering from an injury, it's important to take certain to safely return. Athletes of all ages have been facing a very unique situation with uh, spring sports seasons that were cut short due to social distancing measures to prevent the spread of COVID-19. But as practices and sports leagues are beginning to reopen and athletes are getting ready to go back um, into the game, Dr. Troy Smrava, the director of sports medicine at Children's Health and Andrews Institute in Plano, joins us today to share how they can do that safely. Doctor, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for joining us today. Now, like we said, obviously, world has been a little bit different, especially when it comes to athletes right now. Um, what Can you tell us what happens to the body, um, athlete or non-athlete, when it experiences a prolonged decrease in physical activity? Yes. When an athlete or anybody gets out of, sits out of sports for a long period of time or any type of physical training, their body does decondition. And that affects kind of the, we call it the, the muscular system. So they lose muscular endurance and strength. They also reduce their cardiorespiratory or their endurance, their um, kind of the ability to maintain activity for a long period of time. And I think also the third component we don't think about is that a lot of these athletes are in skilled sports. So they actually lose their skills for that specific sport. And then obviously something like prolonged taking off for a amount of time can not only affect a person physically. Have you noticed social distancing restrictions having any sort of mental effects on athletes? Yes, that's a big consideration that we see, especially in high school young athletes, where they're not only restricted from socializing with their fellow athletes, but also they're not socializing with their fellow classmates in school. So they're having two aspects where they're withdrawn from their normal social appears in environment. So oftentimes this can lead to uh, signs of fatigue, mental fatigue, lack of motivation, even symptoms of earlier mild depression. Now for anyone getting ready to resume practices, we know that Texas high school football and and high school athletes have have been back a little bit this week. Mm -hmm. Um, But even just for someone going outside to run or, or exercise a little bit more, what are some physical and mental obstacles that they may face after experiencing so much downtime? Well, I think the biggest thing we mentioned before is their body is deconditioned. So a lot of these kids and athletes were training and participating in this sport and abruptly it ended. So they didn't have that traditional decrease at the end of the season, the anticipation that there's going to be an off season. So right now there's a lot of anxiety and um, anticipation of getting back in their sport at the level they were before. So there's a tendency to jump right back in where they left off at the same intensity level, the, the same amount of time they're practicing. So that can lead to early fatigue and overuse injuries and burnout. So I think the biggest thing is to realize this is a, a progressive process, not to skip any steps, 
but take things gradually so that work on both the muscular endurance. So making sure they're regaining their strength by going into the weight room or doing the strength and conditioning that they do. Also to know that they need to really improve their cardiorespiratory endurance. And you know their, their body has been sitting around for a while. Now they need to get out and train and do more activities. I think also the thing to realize is that we stopped sports in mid-March and we were in early spring and the weather outside was rather cool. Now we're in June, the middle of summer, and the temperature is a little bit hotter. So a lot of these kids haven't had the normal uh, time to acclimate to the warm environment. So they also need to know that they are training outside and they have to really acclimate to the warm environment, making sure we do the things we do every summer, stay hydrated, make sure your body is covered with sunscreen so you don't get exposed to the sun and get heat stroke. Also, that you stay hydrated and drink and practice in the shade and limited amount of times you practice outside. Absolutely. And um, how long should, on the looking at the other side of it, how long should coaches expect it to take for their athletes to get back to that previous level of performance that they were at in, in mid-March? That's a good question. Most people in a normal year would have, you know, about a four to six week of preseason where they would acclimate, get into their conditionings, getting cardiorespiratory endurance, strengthening. And then when they enter the season, they're, they're at that, that level of shape that they want to be in. So I think that's a good range is anticipate about four weeks, maybe up to six weeks, depending upon the, the demand that their sport requires. And not to rush that because a lot of these kids, if they rush through it, they're going to uh, get tired, they're going to get fatigued, they're not going to perform as well, and they may drop out or actually develop overuse injuries. And then pertaining to COVID-19 in particular, um, what safety advice or recommendations can you provide parents, coaches, and the athletes to remain as safe as possible through this transitional period of getting back into things? Yes, I think that's a very good question because not only are we getting these kids back into playing sports from being out for a long period of time, but we have to take that in context of making sure they return safely with the concerns about COVID-19 uh, the background. So some of the things that we've recommended and as well as most of the high school athletic federations recommended is to take it in phases and making sure they're addressing the appropriate things that they need to do to minimize or reduce the spread of an infection within their athletes and their athletic population. So I think the first thing that we recommend doing is making sure that they're screening athletes and coaches for any signs or symptoms that they might have that they may be infected. So every session, every workout should ask questions if they have a cough, a fever, been around anybody else been sick, even taking a temperature. I think the second part of it is maintaining that sanitation, which includes making sure they're cleaning all their equipment. So not sharing balls or equipment, uh, making sure they're wiping it down in between people so that they're not minimizing the risk of spreading in case someone does bring it into the area. The other thing is the talk about wearing masks. Now, obviously it's very difficult for some of these athletes to wear masks while they're participating in high intensity activities. We do know that if we're outside that there's more space to spread. So keeping them spread out and outside and wearing the mask um, off is okay. When they come inside for more indoor sessions or workout sessions, we're lifting weights. That's where they need to really focus on distancing, making sure they're wearing a mask and really being careful to clean the, the equipment in between them athletes. One of the things that we do also talk about is in case, what do you do in case someone 
gets an infection, how do you prevent it or what do you do with a team? So one of the suggestions is to have athletes train in pods throughout the summer. So a group of six to 10 athletes always work out together and they're really isolated uh, from the other athletes as, as best they can. So if one person is ill or gets sick or gets infected, then it only affects that pod of people and they can remove those from the whole team so it doesn't affect the whole team with it. And I think the other important thing is making sure that the athletes are very uh, in tune and educated about minimizing the risk of them getting infected or spreading infection. So that things like hand washing before they get there, after they get there, always wearing clean clothing to every workout when they get home after a workout to change their clothing and shower. Also to make sure they minimize touching their faces uh, and things like that that can spread the infection to them or to other people. Absolutely. And, and doctor, before I let you go here, we talked a little bit before we got on the call that you're from Wisconsin. You played uh, football up there. You're down in Plano yeah. now. I'm sure you get plenty of, of Texas high school football to take in and, and watch. How different is that? Well, it is a lot different. I mean, they, they do like football in Wisconsin and the upper Midwest, but there are a lot of other sports that people participate in. But football down here in Texas is, is pretty pretty popular. Uh, a lot of kids are playing in sports. It's it's pretty high demand. So there's a lot of uh, pressure on the kids to participate. But it's really nice to be in a, an environment where people really uh, take hold of football in, in Texas and appreciate their kids and, and really support the kids and what they do. And I really enjoy being here in Texas and taking care of Texas high school football students. Well, Doc, thanks. We, I knew I had to ask you about that, but we appreciate all that Andrews Institute and Children's Health does for the student athletes. Yes. And uh, we thank you very much for joining us here today and hope y'all are staying safe out there. Thank you and have a great safe day. There he is, Dr. Troy. He's the uh, director. Who? Director. Dr. Oh, Troy. Oh, no. That's what they call him. Now we're about to see Dr. Oh, no. Troy again. Don't do it again. What are you doing? <laughs> There's Dr. Troy. You were fixing to say his last name, so I was, I was trying to get it out for and you. And now I just can't. Oh, darn. Uh, he's the director Bravo. of sports medicine at, uh, at Children's Health uh, of Andrews Institute there in Plano. So we appreciate his time a little bit earlier this week. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage. High school football, college football, and recruiting all across Lone Star State. We actually had a meeting today where we were planning our in-season content. Yeah. And we've got plans. We're going to make videos. That's me. That's what I do. Hi. We might also do other stuff. I don't know. It'll be fine. Anyway. Anyway. Pickle. Yes, sir. Do you know what this is? I do. That is years out of my life. <laughs> this is the 2020 summer edition of Dave Campbell's <laughs> Texas Football. It is the uh, it is going to hit newsstands the first week in July. Subscribers are getting it right now at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. You can get yours now if you go there. We got rankings of every high school football team, right? We predict every district, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, people are always interested in our state rankings because we are the official rankings provider of the Associated Press. So we are the, the uh, high school football rankings of record. We got the top 50 of Class 6A in here. 50? In fact, you know what? I'm going to spoil one. I will tell you who the 50th ranked team is. I'm going to spoil that for you. A little treat on a Friday. Okay. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. A little treat on a Friday. Do, 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 the 50th ranked team in Dave Campbell's Texas Football in 6A. 
the Smithson Valley Rangers. They're 50th. Look at that. Woo! Go Rangers! All the way down there. Smithson Valley. But as a little treat, we have been unveiling the top 10s of each of these rankings. We're into Class 6A, the granddaddy of them all. We have the top 10 in Class 6A. Let's get it poppin' with the number 10 team. The Eagles of Atascacita High School there in Humble. This is a squad that is going to be replacing a number of key weapons there. They bring back just five starters from last year's regional finalist squad. But this is a team that we have high hopes for, and they are uh, they are there in that very difficult 21-6A. Atascacita, the number 10 team, Dave Campbell's Texas football. Number nine. To the Austin area we go. The Lake Travis Cavaliers is the number nine team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. And Lake Travis is going to have, once again, a big-time quarterback in Nate Yarnell, an outstanding running game led by Weston Stevens. They have a couple of reloading. There's a little bit of reloading to do on the defensive side. But this is a Lake Travis team that is not short on weapons. LT, number nine in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Number eight. How about the defending 5A Division I state champion, Alvin Shadow Creek Sharks? Just one loss in their entire history, now making the move up to Class 6A. They have a number of outstanding playmakers, most notably quarterback Kyron Drones. The Baylor commit is a superstar. How will they adjust to Class 6A? That's a big question, but Shadow Creek, we got high hopes for them. They start the year number 8 in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Number 7. The South Lake Carroll Dragons are the number seven team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Coach Riley Dodge has an outstanding unit back, most notably quarterback Quinn Ewers, one of the very best young signal callers in all of America. They bring back just one starter defensively, though. That's a big question for them. Can they shore up the defense? We think they've got a great shot. South Lake Carroll starts the year number seven in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Number six. The Allen Eagles are the number six team in Dave Campbell's Texas football, and this is going to be a very interesting squad to keep an eye on. Allen, of course, uh, is a perpetually a perpetual powerhouse, and this year has a number of outstanding playmakers, most notably the Green Brothers, uh, Blaine and Bryson at receiver, but they are going to have to rebuild that defense. How does Terry Gamble handle that? We think it's death taxes and Allen being a state title contender. We have... Allen as the number six team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. We are now rolling out the top 10 in the Class 6A rankings in Dave Campbell's Texas football. You can find expanded rankings in the 2020 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas football. Get yours today at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. We're into the top five where you can find the Denton Geyer Wildcats, the 6A Division II runner-up from a year ago, brings back an outstanding quarterback themselves in Eli Stowers. Uh, a lot, to, a lot to, to do with their new coach there in Rodney Webb. Excited to see what he is able to do. Uh, the defense figures to be very, very solid with six starters back from last year's squad. Denton Geyer, the number five team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Number four. The Westlake Chaparrales, the number four team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. The defending 6A Division II state champions will once again be a powerhouse. Coach uh, Todd Dodge has a terrific dual threat quarterback in Kate Klubnick waiting in the wings and a game breaker at receiver in Jaden Greathouse. He was the first freshman ever to start at Westlake in 2019. The defense will have to reload, but we trust Todd Dodge with that. Westlake, the number four team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Into the top three. 
The Katy Tigers, the number three team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. And it's, once again, another big year for Katy. Defensive back Hunter Washington anchors a traditionally sturdy defense. Bronson McClelland and blue chip running back Brandon Campbell, a transfer in from Pearland, pace the offense. The big question for them, will they go Division One or Division Two? If they go Division Two. They are our pick to win the 6A Division II state championship. Katie, the number three team. To number two. The Duncanville Panthers, the number two team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. The two-time uh, uh, the two-time state runner-up uh, is back. They will have to rep- uh, replace quarterback Jaquin and Jackson, but Chris Parson, who was thrust into the title game when Jackson went down with injury, should be pretty solid, as well as an outstanding cor- uh, linebacker uh, when B- Kendrick Blackshire. The faces are different, but this is a state championship contender all the way. The Duncanville Panthers, the number two team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Which brings us to number one, the North Shore Mustangs, the back-to-back defending 6A Division I state champs start the year number one in Dave Campbell's Texas football, and it's easy to see why. The uh, the return of four-year starting quarterback Demetrius Davis and top weapon Shadrick Banks, who is back from injury, should keep them humming. The questions are going to be how they fill in gaps on defense and on the offensive line, but this is a loaded squad for John Kay. They are our pick to win the 6A Division I state championship. Galena Park North Shore, the number one team in 6A in Dave Campbell's Texas football. There you have it, the top 10 in the 2020 preseason Texas high school football rankings according to Dave Campbell's Texas football and the Associated Press. Number 10, Umbola Tascacita. Number 9, Lake Travis. Number 8, Alvin Shadow Creek. Number 7, South Lake Carroll. Number 6, Allen. Number 5, Denton Geyer. Number 4, Austin Westlake. Number 3, Katie. Number 2, Duncanville. And the number 1 team in 6A, the Galena Park North Shore Mustangs. Of course, you can find expanded rankings, top 50 for Class 6A, and previews of more than 1,400 Texas high school football teams in the 2020 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. You can get yours today at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. And you know what, Pickle? I'm going to be honest. Okay. These commenters, have you been reading these comments? They're <sighs> off the charts today, guys. What's up with y'all? Just, I can't believe it. Just mean. Hmm. Like, you know what? Be I'm mean to Tepper, not me. Come I'm not on, even, I'm not doing I'm, anything. I'm not even going to deal with it. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little <laughs> bit of your day with us for this definitely not pre-taped show. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Happy like us on Facebook. Follow, follow us on uh, Twitter at DCTF. Follow on uh, Instagram. You you messed me up. Good. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And of course, see us at textful.com. Thanks to Dr. Troy of Children's Health Andrews Institute <laughs> uh, for Ashley Pickle. I'm Greg Tupper. Vince Young, please get your player of the year trophy. We'll see you Monday on Text Football Today.